I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Vancouver Province columnist Mike Smith in for Simi today. It is by-election day in the city of Nanaimo again. Yeah, the earlier one was a provincial by-election, won handily by the NDP. If you remember that one in January, whoo, man, they were, I'll tell you what, the NDP, they were, they were a little worried there back in January, but they won pretty handily. If they had lost that, we'd been in a totally different world here politically. Now you've got the domino effect with another by-election triggered by that one. So you've got a, a, a vacancy there. Nanaimo voters going to the polls again today in a federal by-election. This is an NDP seat. Will the NDP hang on to this seat today? Let's check in with Richard Zussman, Global BC reporter, uh, covering the story today. Hey, Richard. Good morning, Smitty. Uh, thanks for coming on. Okay, what's your read on the Nanaimo by-election today? Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, our colleague Vaughn Palmer and I were joking uh, this morning about voter fatigue. And I'm sure if you're one of those guys this summer knocking on doors asking to paint someone's house or mow their lawn, you're probably going to get a door slammed in your face because I think the people of Nanaimo are sick and tired of people knocking on their doors because <laughs> they've had a lot of a, a lot of politicians come by over the last little bit. The municipal election in October, which was the first domino, as you mentioned, with Leonard Krogh leaving provincially to head uh, municipally, and then Sheila Malcolmson jumping federally to provincial politics, and now we have the, the last shoe to drop here as they try to find Sheila Malcolmson's replacement. The NDP, you'd have to think, you know, has the most to lose here. Clearly, it's their seat. Uh, there's a lot of talk around Jugmeet Singh. I was, it was really curious to me. The first ad that was run in the newspaper, the NDP bought a full page spread around the local paper there, and there was not one picture of Jugmeet Singh. There was oh. a picture of John Horgan. There was a picture of Sheila Malcolmson. Oh. Oh. There were lots of pictures of candidate Bob Chamberlain, but nothing from Jugmeet Singh. He's subsequently been there. They're pushing him more now, but... You know, I wonder how much he resonates with the people of Nanaimo, Lady Smith. So obviously the NDP have a lot here at stake in terms of what it means for the party, their viability to hold on to one of their own. The Greens also have a lot of play here, Smitty. I'm not sure if you saw these comments, but and the local media campaign manager for the Greens guaranteed that the party would finish first or second. And as you know and I know, don't guarantee anything in politics ever. <laughs> you know, you can't win anything by guaranteeing something. Uh, so the Greens are, have a lot at stake here. They believe they can break through and win that second coveted seat in the House of Commons so that Elizabeth May has someone to sit beside uh, in Ottawa. So Paul okay. Manley is the Green candidate. And then up in northern Nani- the north part of Nanaimo, uh, has long been sort of a stronghold for the Conservatives. So John Hurst is the Conservative candidate. He's new to politics. I met him. I was impressed with his candor, ener- energy, uh, young uh, father, two, two kids. Uh, he's the Conservative candidate. And the Liberal candidate's Michelle Corfield. I think this is going to be a bad night for Justin Trudeau and the Liberals. You know, they've mm. been pushing hard in this riding. It's not a typical Liberal riding, but 
you know, this could be a message to the public that this SNC Lavalin scandal uh, hurt, and it could uh, really hurt the Liberals' fortunes. And I would expect they finished second in the federal election in 2015 in the Nanaimo Lady Smith. Uh, they're going to have a hard time to replicate that tonight. Okay, okay, Richard, did you say the uh, the Green Party campaign manager up there guaranteed that his his per, his candidate would finish first or second? Yeah. Is that his guarantee? What kind of a guarantee is that? <laughs> well, My God. What a, what a wuss. Show up to vote. What a wuss to... this guy is. I mean, if you're going to guarantee, seriously, if you're going to guarantee, I mean, you do like Joe Namath, oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. You don't say, I'm, I guarantee I'm going to finish first or second. I mean, that's, that's crazy. But uh, I'll tell you what, though. Andrew Weaver, the leader of the BC Green Party, he seems very confident that the Greens are going to win this seat today. But then again, he thought Rachel Notley was going to win in Alberta, so I don't know whether to trust him either. But And he also uh, thought Michelle Ney, the Green candidate in the by-election, was going to win. And she finished yeah. a distant, distant, distant third in basically a very similar electoral area. Yeah, okay. It's interesting about Trudeau as well. I think you're right about the, the federal liberals may uh, take a spanking here in this by-election here tonight. But it's interesting, Trudeau did not have to call this by election. I mean, he could have left that seat vacant with a general election coming up in the fall. But I so think that, clearly Trudeau wants to see how the winds are blowing here in BC, I think. So that was the talk, Smitty, for a long time. Sheila Malcolmson, who's the MP who left, pushed that rhetoric hard. She said, I'm going to leave, but, you know, we don't have to have a costly by election because we can just wait till the general election. I've been right. in conversations with Elections Canada. That's not true. They, oh. There was always going to be a by-election in Nanaimo Lady Smith. It has to be called by July, which is going to be far before the general election in October. And okay. so it wasn't up to him to have the by-election. But like you were saying, I do believe he wanted to use this as a litmus test to test out messaging, to get Michelle Corfield, you know, tested out there at the doorstep. So I think she's a pretty strong candidate for them that has just come at the wrong time. And the party's also using it as a chance to train some volunteers to get them ready uh, for the big show in October. I, I've described this as the mulligan by-election. You know, voters can show up, vote, and if they don't like what they did, take another shot in October and pick the one that they really want, because the best sense is all four of these candidates are going to run again in October, uh, and whoever wins tonight will have this job for uh, five months or so. So it's not a long-term position, <laughs> but an opportunity for the people in Nanaimo Ladysmith to see what they can get out of their MP. The federal leaders of these parties, I think most of them were through Nanaimo at one point or another in the run-up yep. to this by-election today. I think Trudeau was there, Andrew Scheer from the Conservatives, Elizabeth May, Jagmeet Singh, I think even Maxime Bernier from the, the People's Party of Canada uh, was through there, I believe, and the People's Party of Canada running a candidate there. Obviously, no hope to win, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how much support Maxime Bernier's party gets there uh, in this by-election today, and if that portends any kind of vote splitting in the fall. Yeah, Jennifer Clark is the candidate. She ran for the Conservative nomination and lost to John Hurst, who's the candidate, and then decided uh, to pack up her tent and head over to the People's Party of Canada. They did relatively well in Burnaby South. A, a relatively strong fourth-place finish there for Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson, and I think that's what the party is aiming at. Split some votes, 
build some infrastructure. I don't think it's going to be as successful a night for Jennifer Clark uh, tonight as it was in Burnaby South for Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. But for that party, it's about introducing people to the brand, explaining to them about what Max Bernie stands for, and then we'll see if they can do something in October. Richard, I know you got a busy day. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for taking some time. Smitty, my pleasure as always. Talk to you soon. I appreciate it. That's Richard Zussman. He is the Global BC reporter covering the federal by-election in Nanaimo today. I'll tell you what, this is going to be an interesting little snapshot, possibly, of uh, BC political trends here with a federal general election coming up in the fall. You heard my conversation earlier with Richard Zussman, Global News reporter covering this story today. Let's check in with McLean Kay now. is the ed- editor-in-chief of the Orca website. McLean, thanks for coming in. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me on. What's your uh, what's your gut telling you on this thing today? Uh, well, I think that uh, this looks like probably another NDP win. Um, it's, I mean, it was closer the last election than a lot of people predicted. But, I mean, the NDP ended up with basically just under a third of vote. The Liberals yeah. and Conservatives just under a quarter, and the Greens with just under a fifth. I mean, the margin. So yes, it was an interesting four-year race, but the margin of error was still seven thousand votes. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Because I was taking a look at those numbers too, and I thought, okay, Sheila Malcolmson only got thirty-three percent of the vote there. I thought, oh, maybe she's vulnerable, but she she still cleared her other competitors by a big margin. Yeah, in a two-way race, thirty-three <laughs> yeah. percent of the vote would not be anywhere no. near good enough. But in a in a four-way race, a third is a pretty commanding lead. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the uh, federal Green Party here again. Once again, saying like, oh, maybe this time we're going to be this big breakthrough. We're going to win. You had the uh, campaign manager up there. I was laughing with with Zussman about this. This guy's issued a so-called guarantee that the Green Party candidate will win or finish second. This is the worst prediction I've ever heard. It's just brutal. Well, as I'm sure Richard said. And Who I think cares he- if you finish second? If you're going to guarantee, you guarantee the guy wins, okay? You don't guarantee he finishes second. Oh, exactly. It's like Namath saying we're either going to win the Super Bowl or lose in overtime. Yeah. But... Uh- <laughs> Look, this is the Green Party. Unfortunately, has a bit of a checkered history with uh, you know questionable polls and, and this yeah. kind of thing. They yeah. got in trouble in the last federal election in Victoria for a extremely dubious poll, and in fact, the Elections Canada made them apologize and issue a retraction. Uh, and the issue there was that they did a poll with a margin of error of I think it was ten percent, which is I mean grotesquely huge, and it showed them being still behind. Sadly, um, the NDP candidate Murray Rankin, but in fact, um, they were nowhere close. What is the purpose of peddling uh, dubious polling results? Is it to sort of give your campaign workers some sort of faint hope? Oh, my God, we could possibly win and get them fired up and get them to get out and work or get people to vote. Well, I guess I guess that's the theory. I I think it is. And in the Green Party's case, you can almost see the point because they tend to underperform their polling, which is the exact opposite of the conservatives, where the polling tends to under under underpredict, if that's a word, their actual turnout and vote. Whereas the Greens, I mean, you saw this in the provincial by-election, where yeah. they, their the support just kind of melted away. Yeah, collapsed. So, I mean, pe- maybe people tell the pollsters, yeah, I'm going to vote for Green, and then people get into that voting booth and go, eh, I don't think so. I don't think I can do it, you know. 
So we'll see. I mean, obviously, if the Greens win today, uh, that's a that's a big story. Well, it doubles their caucus. Well, yeah. Um, what about Trudeau and the, the Liberals? I guess the Liberals are not looking good in this by-election today, but... What do you think is going through Trudeau's mind here? Is this with uh, voters going to the polls today? Is he kind of been monitoring how his messaging is working in this? Well, this seems like a little bit of a litmus test, this uh, by-election. Well, I'm sure it is. And any riding where there's uh, a genuine sort of, uh, there are four parties with a real, at least somewhat realistic chance of winning, he's going to be watching pretty closely. But bear in mind that, A, governments don't usually do too well in by-elections, especially in British Columbia. And also, I mean... Their stakes are very low in that this person who wins is going to have to stand for election again in six, six months, months now. Yeah, so if, roughly. if the voters of Nanaimo decide to take a flyer on, you know, uh, the Green Party candidate or the conservative candidate, it's that doesn't fine. really mean much. No. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, you can you can take a chance with your vote. This one, knowing that it's not really going to count. You get a do over in the fall, basically. 604-280-9898 is the number to call me. Star 9898 on your cell. Let's go to uh, Roy in New West. Hi, Roy. Hi. Hi. I have a novel idea. When there's uh, a year or less left before you have the major election, you offer, if a person quits, quits, then you offer it to the runner-up to represent that writing until the election comes due. Otherwise, the writing does not have a representative for six months or eight months or a well, year. Well, Save okay. the taxpayers some money, please. Yeah. yeah, okay, good point. Thanks for the call. It costs a million dollars roughly to run a federal by-election. So, you know, uh, what's the point of running a, spending a million bucks for someone who's going to be an MP for six months. Well, and it's a, it's a totally fair point. I mean, there right. is a, a limit that where a seat can only remain empty for so long, and it's just kind of unfortunate that it lines up so closely with an upcoming federal election. But, I mean, Elections Canada has their own rules, and they, I mean, they weren't going to let Nanaimo just sit without a representative. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, though, that Trudeau called this one when he could have waited. I mean, he could have he could have ragged the puck on this. And there's there's other vacancies across That's the country true. he's not called. So I just wonder what's going through Trudeau's head here. I mean, you know, B.C. is so important to the federal liberals here in this federal election coming up in the fall. They got 17 seats here. He had a big breakthrough here. We had Trudeau mania in B.C. He needs to hang on to these seats here. And he's in a lot of trouble. He's down in the polls. He's got lots of scandals going on. He needs to hang on here, and I guess he's he's maybe he's, I, th- I think he's looking very closely at how this is going here. Well, absolutely, but yeah. I mean this this riding has really never gone liberal. No, it's, no, uh, there's no hope for him. I don't think here. Let's go to uh, okay. We wanted calls from Nanaimo. We got calls from Nanaimo. Hi, Bob. Hi, Mike. I Hi. Um, wanted to um, just comment about, albeit provincial elections, we have now the the country bookended by Greens. We got eight. Uh, we're elected in the east. We got three here provincially. I, I think again we're dealing with a federal election. But uh, what I see in Nanaimo is, is we've had a shift. Uh, McKay went out of the municipal seat. We got Probe that moved in and has a strong NDP base in uh, in Nanaimo. I think that um, I think we'll see, in my opinion, an NDP win with a with a strong finish by the Greens. If the Greens win. Great. I think the trouble for me is with the Greens in the, in the past, they've been pretty much a one-trick pony. And uh, yeah. I think now we're seeing a little bit uh, some sway. We need some more centralized thinking in the Greens, you know. Okay. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm saying NDP win with a strong uh, Green finish. And I think it's noteworthy, Mike, for the uh, Conservatives as well as the Liberals to see a showing here because Sheer is holding on to the hope that those on his way out. Well, if he's on his way out, who's on their way in? 
Bob, thank you for the call. Okay, he's he's predicting he's on the ground in Nanaimo. He thinks the NDP will win like you do. Maybe the Greens uh showing pretty well. The NDP, I don't know, though. It was interesting because Usman was telling me earlier that the NDP campaign has kind of did a little bit of a peekaboo thing with uh, Jugmeet Singh, their federal leader. They haven't even – they were running full-page newspapers ads up there with John Horgan's picture in the ads, the provincial premier, and there's no Jugmeet Singh. No, no, here. It's a little embarrassing for, uh, I guess he's no longer the new leader. I, I mean, if I can defend the That's NDP, terrible. it's, they're, they're the only party in which if you join the provincial party, you automatically join the federal party. But right. I mean, we're fudging here, not including Jagmeet Singh and in going out of your way to include the premier is, it's not great. You know, some people, we guess 30 seconds, McLean, but you know, a lot of people look at uh, Singh as a weak leader and I think he is too. But you know what? anything's possible in this election coming up in the fall. If we get a minority result, suddenly this guy holds the keys to the kingdom. It's entirely yeah. possible. We went from writing off Jugmeet, uh, you know, six months ago with no seat to suddenly being a, a player. Yeah, because, I mean, if he even if he has a small number of seats, I think they could potentially lose seats uh, in this election in the fall. The NDP are polling so badly. But if he ends up holding the balance of power, which I think is distinctly possible the way things are breaking here, uh, now you're into a whole new ballgame. Thanks. Where's uh, Where can people check out your stuff? Where's your website? Uh, theorca.ca and uh, at theorcabc on Twitter. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. All right, McLean Kay. He is the editor-in-chief of the Orca website.